one of the things that we were talking about is that joy is a choice. We don't have joy because we are uh, just accepting of the things that are happening to us. We choose that joy, and we can choose joy in any circumstance where it says rejoice evermore. This is a commandment no matter what situation that you find yourself in. We had a situation yesterday uh, where somebody had something happen that is you know, not a fun time, and yet in the middle of that, you can choose joy. And uh, that, and it's okay to choose joy. A lot of people will say that you shouldn't choose joy uh, because you're going through a rough time or you're having something that's not fun happen to you. But the fact of the matter is that you can choose joy at any time. And isn't that where we should be living as believers and children of God that are carrying? If God is a God of joy, then we are carriers of that joy, or at least we're supposed to be. So no matter what's going on, we can choose joy. We can choose to rejoice and have that joy, even in the worst of situations. Now, that's going to look funny to somebody, but that's part of the purpose of it, is that somebody will say, how do you actually have joy in the midst of this uh, situation, in the midst of this circumstance? And your answer can be, because of Jesus, he makes my joy full. And one of the things that I really like about this is when we first started Boomerang, uh, he gave us this word. He said, uh, come and find your joy again and really live. And part of our joy, actually, and we've talked about this now for seven and a half years, is Finding our joy is not just being in a happy place. You find your joy by being about the Father's business. When you are doing that, all of a sudden you find, I can't have the fullness of joy. The fullness of joy is not available to me unless I'm actually doing what he's asked me to do because that is what completes the design inside of me. The design inside of me and you is to walk in obedience to the things of God. And so if I'm not about the Father's business, I'm never going to be walking in the fullness of that joy. But as we give and live and serve God and we move in him, all of a sudden we find that we have the fullness of joy. So let's look at this inner into the joy of the Lord. By Jesus, using those very words, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. What was it that he said they did to gain entry into his joy? Here now is Pastor Whitfield in session three of The Force of Joy, entering into the joy of the Lord. I want you to know what a joy it is for me to be with you in this session. I'm so excited about what I am about to share with you because each one of us has been given talents by our Lord, and if we will use them properly, then it's going to take us into something that he desires for you and I to walk in. Once again, I want to remind you that the force of joy will take you places that nothing that you can earn in this world will ever get you to. Jesus is standing by the sea, by the water, just like I'm standing right now. He was sharing a parable with his disciples and those that were around him as they were listening to him.
And he gave a parable in Matthew chapter 25 about a man that was going into a foreign country. And he was going to be gone for a while, but he was going to return. And, and Jesus said in this parable that he said, this man gave unto his servants talents. He gave unto the one man five talents. He gave unto another man two talents. And he gave unto another one talent. And he says he gave it unto them according to their ability. See, he knows your ability. He knows my ability. He knows each person's ability in the body of Christ. And so therefore he has released unto us that which he knows we're capable of honoring him with. And so he said he gave unto the one five talents. And when he returned, he came unto them and began to talk to them about what they had done with the talents that he had given them. Now, many times people think that talents here means your different giftings that you have, your ability that you have, maybe the things that you can do with your hands and the things that you're capable of doing. You've been given a talent in that arena. But when you study the Word of God and you know what Jesus was talking about, he was not talking about a talent that I, a talent like drawing, a talent like speaking, uh, you know, a talent like fixing things or making things or being creative. That word talent deals with money. He's talking about our money. So in this parable, he's talking about what we do with the money that he's been given un that he has given unto us will determine how we enter into the joy that he has available for us. See, so many times we think money will bring us happiness, but no, it's not money that brings us happiness. It's what we do with that which he has given us that causes us to enter in to something. So enter into joy. So he comes back. He talks with the first man that he'd given the five talents to. Now, if you study that out, that five talents would equal $5,000 in that day. And what would that be today? But it would be a large amount. But the amount is not the issue that I'm talking to you about. The issue is what are we all doing with that which he has entrusted to us. And he said to the man that had the five talents, what have you done? The man came to him and said, Master, I took the five talents that you gave me and I invested that five talents and I have made five more talents. And the master was, he was excited. He, he was rejoicing. And he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Then Jesus made a powerful statement about this man and what this man said. He was trying to get a point across. Now, some people try to say that Jesus was saying the master was God and so forth. No, he wasn't given an analogy of God. He was given an analogy of what we do with what he has given unto us and talking about our finances, because not all of us have the same amount of finances. Not all of us have the same ability to trade, if you will, with our finances. However, we all do have the same opportunity to take the finances that God has given us and invest them in his kingdom and then watch God bring about a harvest on our behalf. So he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. 
you have been faithful over a small amount. You've been faithful over a little. I will make you ruler over much. Then he made another powerful statement here that I'm trying to get across to you. He said, enter into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. So in other words, what I do with what Jesus has given me, what I do with my finances. See, the thing that we need to realize in the body of Christ today, and that is that everything belongs to the Lord. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. All that I have. See, I have the mindset that everything that I have belongs to God. And all he asked me to do is to be a good steward over that which he has given me. He asked me to take that and invest it, if you will. The first investment that I must make with that which he's given me is my tithe. Hallelujah. I must be a tither. And then I can take a step over and above that, and I can be an offering giver. And then there's a third way I can take that which he's blessed me with, that which he's left me with, that which he's given to me. I can take the third step, and that is I can use that which he has blessed me with to give alms to the poor. So I've got my tithe, I've got my offerings, and I've got my alms giving unto the poor. And when I do with my money what Jesus instructs me to do, then he will look at me when it concerns the finances and the things that he's given me and said, well done, glory to God, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful. You've been trustworthy. You've been loyal to me and to my word over a little. See, no matter how much anyone has on this earth financially, it's a little compared to what God wants to bring you. Glory to God. And he said, you've been faithful over a little. He said, so I'm going to make you ruler over much. Hallelujah. And he doubled it and he said, enter in to the joy of the Lord. Now, the word enter there means to come into a new place. It means a new beginning. When we take what he has blessed us and we invest it into his kingdom by bringing our tithes and our offerings and alms giving unto the poor, then Jesus will look at each of us and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over the little. I'm going to make you rule over much. But here's the awesome thing. He doesn't expect the same amount from each one of us. He just expects the same faithfulness from each one of us. Because the man that had two talents came to him and he said, Look, Master, you gave me this, you gave me this amount. You, gave, you blessed me with two talents. And I've taken that two and I've made two more. And he said to him, well done. The same thing. So the amount is not the issue. The faithfulness is the issue. So faithfulness with what God has given us brings us into a new beginning of joy, releases us into a new beginning of that force of joy that will bring victory in your life. So many people are facing defeat and destruction in their finances because they don't understand the stewardship or the faithfulness over the little that God has blessed us with. He said to the same man, the man that had two, the same thing, enter there into the joy of the Lord. And then the man that had one came and he said, I was afraid. I didn't think I could do anything with it. 
I didn't think I could make it. So I held on to that which you gave me. Look, I didn't hurt it. I didn't change it. I didn't make it any better, but I held on to it. And Jesus said to him, and he said, why were you unfaithful with what I gave you? See, he said, let's take what he had and let's give it to the other. Now, I'm telling you right now, Jesus wants you to be faithful with what you have. And if you will be faithful with what he has blessed you with, you will enter into the joy of the Lord and he will bring a harvest to you that will change your life. Father, right now, I just release faithfulness over every individual watching this. Father God, I thank you that we will, we will, we will be faithful with that which you have given unto us. And we expect you to honor it and cause much to come to our homes, our families, into our lives. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, and I'll see you next session. And remember, the force of joy always causes you to walk in victory. Christy and I, we have been married for 27 years. And ever since we got out of the Marine Corps, uh, we have had uh, several businesses. I've always been an entrepreneur, and so I've always been good with working with people. And uh, every business I've ever had, Christy's always helped me in it. And so even from the very beginning of our marriage, we've always been tithe and offering givers. We've always given. And so people might look at us and think, man, everything is perfect with them. They just seem like the sweetest little couple. But we've actually gone through some very difficult times. Um, we started a business in 2008 uh, and it struggled from the very beginning. And so uh, this was right at the time where I was coming into ministry, trying to wrap up another business. And, and I can remember specifically one night uh, working third shift, going to work and praying and just uh, that being a very hard time. And, and I remember praying and God sent me to James. And uh, I know these scriptures, but I didn't know what was going to be there. He said, go to James chapter one. And so went there that night and it uh, started reading it said uh, count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience uh, and i can just remember how how uh how much that ministered to me and i think that uh, when we do go through those trials because we have we've been through them um that it really is an act of faith to walk in joy um and to to pay our tithes and offers was a non-negotiable for us and um, it was just something that we were going to be faithful to do and to walk in that joy and I believe God has been faithful to us because we've remained faithful to him. Happiness, uh, happiness and joy are two different things. Uh, there were times where I was very uh, in the middle of these seasons where I was uh, aggravated, uh, aggravated with God, aggravated with myself about where I was. But I just had to trust the word to know that that. Uh, and I guess one of the things that's always helped us is to know that we are going through this and that we're headed to a, a better day and headed to a, a more time where um, the happiness will join the joy. Uh, and so we chose to walk 
walk in uh, the joy of the Lord. We chose to, to keep our demeanor up and, and to encourage each other and, and just to, to be happy because when you look at circumstances, sometimes uh, that can get depressing if you're looking at circumstances. But if you're looking at the Word and letting that reflect back in you, the joy of the Lord, uh, that's how we made it through some of those seasons. I can remember a time where, uh, specifically one weekend, where uh, I was wondering how we were going to make payroll and how, you know, would we have anything left? And so we just had to do our priorities and just believe God. And so um, I, looking back, I can't remember how it worked out, but it always does work out. I think sometimes, you know, like you said, that that happiness is circumstantial. Sometimes you feel happy, you feel sad, whatever. It's based on your circumstances. But joy, you know, when, when we do give our tithes and offerings, it is, um, it is an act of faith, and it does get, bring us joy to be able to do that, knowing that we can help somebody else and that we are being obedient to God's Word. So what's interesting is um, I was this week's been kind of crazy and I was out of town and I didn't have a chance. I knew we were in the series, but I didn't have a chance to review this lesson. So I had no idea it's talking about money. And honestly, when I started seeing this, that it was tied together, my this is the I'm going to tell you the flesh side of me, which you may have had this experience, too. I'm like. Now, how is he connecting joy to, to giving? That just doesn't seem right. We're talking about joy here. And then we get to that last scripture in Matthew 25. And uh, one, of his, one of his questions is, and this is the last question he asked, is why is it that God would connect being a good and faithful steward of money with entering into his joy? Why is it that he would do that? You know, and I don't, you know, 15 minutes ago, right before we started the class, I'm thinking, oh, now, wait a minute, money, joy, come on now, that seems to be like a stretch. And then it hit me, you know, we always hear the parable of the talents about what he was saying about talents and abilities, but literally, literally what Jesus was talking about was money. <laughs> he was talking about money, and he was saying that if you're faithful, I love the statement, if you're faithful, with what God entrusts to you, it is, a, it is a way to enter into the joy of the Lord. I mean, Jesus was straight up talking about money. And see, when has anybody else feel that little bit of pressure in your flesh when you started connecting joy and money? You, anybody feel that? Yeah, isn't that funny that that little bit of resistance comes up inside of us, inside of our flesh towards that? And it's because I was, I was shocked at myself, you know, because I love to give and everything. But I don't like seeing people take advantage of something, so I wanted to make sure, hey, is this right? And then I see, man, this is exactly what Jesus was talking about. Why do you think that the devil fights us so much in our flesh about giving? Because he knows, based off of what Jesus taught, this is a way that we enter into joy. And so he says, let me keep them out of joy by turning them against being tithers, givers, and giving to alms to the poor. He said, let me turn them against that, and I'll keep them out of joy. See, the devil knows Scripture a lot of times much more than we do. You know, he's been around. He's learned it. He was, he was there when a lot of it was being written, right? He knows it. 
And so he'll take it, twist it, turn it, and try to use it against us in different ways. He'll even take a scripture and he'll try to give it to you in the wrong context and get you believing that God said something that God never said. Uh, and some of those things is that God really doesn't really care about you having money and stuff like that. God's actually very happy to give us things. But the question is, are we willing to give it back? And are we willing to be good stewards of that? And when we are, when we are faithful to what God has entrusted us, then we start entering into that joy. Now, I think that this is a perfect example of anything that you are. In this specific story, just like he said, he's talking about finances. He's talking, Jesus was talking about money, you know. But in that specific story. But here's the thing. Um, you Just because... He was talking about money doesn't mean that you can't apply this in other areas of your life. I think that you definitely can apply this to other areas in your life. But it's very important that we understand that this story was connected to money and to entering into the joy of the Lord. So just going through these questions real quick, let's look at them. And it says, who was it that gave the servants money and why did he do so? Who was it that gave the servants money in the parable of the talents? And why did he do so? It says, for it is like a man, this is verse 14, for it's like a man who was about to take a long journey, and he called his servants together and entrusted them with his property. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about during this was, you know, husbands, have you been entrusted with your spouse? You know, wives and husbands, have you been entrusted with your spouse? Have you been entrusted with your children? And these, are, these things are the things of God. These are the property of God, really, when we see it and when we understand it. These are things that are entrusted to us to deal wisely with. And ultimately, we give it right back. We, we, we uh, use it in the sense of like the money. We take it and we put it to work. We increase it. We add to what God's given us. In other words, we don't just leave it sitting there. We don't just thank God for it and all of it goes basically in our pocket. It's a, what I'm doing this, I'm taking what he's given to me and I'm multiplying it. So like with our spouses, are we... Are, am I adding to Nicole? Am I adding to her in my life? Am I helping her rise to new levels? With, with our kids, are we helping them rise to new levels? Or are we just letting them, you know, find their own? Same thing with our finances. Are we rising those to new levels? You know, are we believing God to be givers and abundant givers? Or are we just, you know, well, thanks for that. I appreciate that very much. I'll pay my bills with it. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate it. And that's it. Or are we saying, Lord, let me take this, let me believe you, and let me plant this as a seed and let it multiply like your word says, talking about increase, so that I can give more, so that I can rise up to new levels. What were the master's expectations that they do with the money he entrusted with them? To increase it, right? This was the expectations, to increase what he had entrusted them with. Uh, this is, you know, it's funny. Discuss the value in the parable of the talents. Discuss the value of the money in today's society and its use compared with the intended use of the Lord. 
See, most, most people in today's society, they see money as a means to their end. This is just real simple. But in the Lord hand, he sees money as a means to his ends. You see, and, and it's not the Lord's thinking that needs to change to ours, you know, just to meet our ends. It's our thinking that needs to change to his. Look, this is a tool to go do. You know, we just, as a church, we just sent some money uh, to a missionary in China. And uh, here's the thing. We are believing God for that money to be there on a regular basis as a church, as a body, so that we can go and say, that, that money is going to only ad, ad uh, advance and multiply what it's used for it's only you know it's only going to multiply uh, the hands uh, the character of the hands of the person that it's in so money money in itself is not bad it's the love of money that is bad and that's that's the problem does do you have money or does money have you and it's what you're using it for see when we take it as a church and we give it to that missionary what are we doing we're advancing the kingdom today in china because we're using that money in the proper way so you know what's the value of money in today's society and its use compared to the intended use of the Lord. The value of money is either just to pay your bills and take care of you and yourself and your stuff and your dreams, or it can take care of the dreams of the Lord that he has, the plans that he has. And that all depends on whose hands it's in and what character they apply to its use. What are um, three ways that God instructs us to use our money? And we talked about these. Number one is tithe, which that's the 10% of our increase. Number two is our giving, our sowing and reaping, our offerings. That's over and above the tithe. And then three is alms. That's when we're giving to somebody who's in lack, who needs, who needs something. So in Deuteronomy, listen to this, Deuteronomy 18, or Deuteronomy 8, verse 17 and 18 in the message, it says this. If you start thinking, this is, uh, let's put that up, Deuteronomy 8, 17, and 18. It says, if you start thinking to yourselves, I'll wait for it to get up there. There we go. If you start thinking to yourselves, I did all this. I did it. And all by myself. I'm rich. It's all mine. Well, think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm the covenant that he promised to your ancestors as it is today. But here's the thing. We can read that and we can know that that's not right. And we'll say, no, I don't think like that. But then as soon as we get a paycheck, you know, and, and God says, hey, and man, I've had this happen to me so many times. And God says, hey, I want you to give something to somebody over here. Or I want you to give to this ministry. Or I want you to give an offering at church or something else over and above what, you know. All of a sudden we're like, wait a minute, this is, this is mine. <laughs> this is mine. I work for this, you see. And all of a sudden what happens? What, what's happening with, those, with that money that we have? It's turning in here. And, and it's either taking us, if we use it correctly, it takes us into the place of joy. There's no better feeling than to give. But if we use it incorrect, incorrectly, it kind of keeps us outside of that joy. You see? Let's read uh, 1 Timothy 6.10. 
we, it's funny, you know, we don't, I, I don't mind talking about money and finances, but a lot of times we don't do it very often. But I do believe this morning that this, you know, this, I didn't even know that this message and this series that we're watching and just got finished with, I didn't even know it was on this. But I can tell you this, I do believe that it is for at least one person that's hearing and seeing this, that it was specific and it was for today, uh, because that's the way the Lord works. Amen? First Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Now I'll just say not money itself but the love of it and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows is it money itself or the love of money that causes trouble the love of it yeah it's not the money itself it's the love of it god doesn't again god doesn't mind you having stuff he minds stuff having you and, and I'll remind you of this. This is something the Lord said to me years and years ago. He said, if you got something in your hands, he said, and I ask you to give that, and you can, you can run this test on your stuff. If it takes you more than two seconds to be willing to make the real decision that you're willing to give it away, if it takes you more than two seconds, that, that thing's got you. Because if we really are willing to give whatever the Lord asks for us and we get in that right place where our heart's right, he says, hey, give me this. We'll say, okay, okay. And, and, you know, you can think about that and say, well, okay, I can understand that about the stuff that's in my pocket, you know, just my pocket change or everything. But what if it's big stuff, Brian? I mean, he's certainly not going to tell me to give away a, a car or a house or something like that. I mean, that's where I live, you know. Now, I'm not saying that he won't. I've had them tell me that, to, you know, tell me that stuff before. And I've had to deal with it. I've had times when he's said to give stuff, and I've gone, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, and, and what did I find out? I found out that stuff had me more than I had it. I loved it. I loved the stuff. And that love is what causes problems. So when I started to deal with that, when that became a reality to me, and I started to to work on me what we're talking about is character for ourselves i started to work on me i started breaking some of those grips man it caused me to walk into so much freedom and so much joy entering into the joy because that stuff stopped having a, a bondage on my life and it can do the same for you because this is the word of the lord it says discuss whether or not money brings joy does everyone with plenty of money experience joy <laughs> no no that's obvious we see time after time people that are walking through tragedy and they have plenty of money but they have zero joy and then we'll go back to this scripture again why is it that god would connect being a good and faithful steward of money with entering into his joy so literally the story is there's a, there's a master, and he goes on a journey. He brings three servants. He says, here, and he entrusts them with a certain amount. One was ten talents, or one was five talents, one was two talents, and one was one talent. And he entrusts them with this riches, with this money, literally money. Jesus is telling the story. It's not me telling the story. I'm just repeating it. Jesus is preaching this story. 
He leaves them. The first person takes the five talents. He puts them into, uh, puts it to work. He turns the five talents, or let's say in, in terms that Pastor JB used in the video, he turned $5,000 into $10,000. The master comes back, says, good job. He said, you have done well. You have been faithful with what I've entrusted you. He says, now, because you've been faithful with little, faithful with little, I will make you ruler of much. Now, we all know, because we've taught, that our job as believers is not to sit still and stagnant, but to grow in Christ, to grow in maturity, to grow up to the fullness, to increase. If we're going to follow the example of Christ in Luke 2.52, it says that Jesus continued to increase in wisdom and stature or maturity and favor with God and man. So we know, we, you know most, most of this group knows if you sat through the increase series that it is God's will to increase. And so here he is, it was God's will to increase and to grow. We're talking about growing in our ability to rule the things of God here on this earth as an ambassador. We're not called to just you know, be people that have no effect on this earth. We are called to be a people that have an effect. That means we've got to take the small things, what God calls the small things, and learn how to deal with them properly so that we can be rulers of much and increase in those areas. Then he says and makes this statement, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Now see, a lot of times we've, we've equated enter into the joy of the Lord with going to heaven. But I don't think that that's what he was talking about at all. I think he was saying this is part of a pathway. If you will learn how to handle this on the earth, you can enter into the joy right here, right where you're at. And part of it comes through you learning how to faithfully deal with the things that God has entrusted you. Amen? Amen. Lord, we just thank you that joy is becoming a force in our life. We praise you for it. We thank you for it. And Lord, thank you for our joy becoming full. Lord, thank you for taking ways that we would have never we would have never seen joy that way. Certainly joy doesn't come through learning how to deal with money, but yet actually you just took the blinders off of some of our eyes, including mine in some ways, Lord, that it does come through those ways. It's why the devil fights it. And so, Lord, we receive fullness of joy in every way, in every area, and thank you for giving us opportunity for our joy to rise up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the class, and we'll get the service started here in a few minutes. Thank you.